0: Hello everybody, namaste and welcome to the Embody to potty Thank you so much for being here. It is an honor to share this time and space with you and I so greatly appreciate your presence. Today, we are going to talk about what I believe is the most important asset and facet Of living a happy and healthy life. And that is to have a loving and positive relationship to ourselves. This affects everything in our lives, everything that we do, every relationship that we have, the way that we show up day to day, moment to moment. Depends on how we are relating to ourselves, how we are treating ourselves, how we see ourselves. I work with people in many different ways. I'm a yoga teacher, so I see the effect of the way that students relate to themselves when they come to me and they go, Oh my god, like I haven't practiced yoga in two years. Like, I'm gonna be terrible at this. I suck, I fell off. Just like instant sign of like, are you are you okay? Like, do you see how this this way of speaking to yourself so negatively is is already affecting your future experience, right, in class. I work with clients one-on-one. I work with women who are looking to better their relationships with themselves all the time and it's mind-blowing but also understandable how so many um, negative thought patterns and uh, limiting self-beliefs go unnoticed through just like even in this work of wanting to be kinder to ourselves many of the women that I work with in the beginning they don't even recognize how the things that they say or the way that they apologize and are apologize for taking up space um, they don't see right away how how it's impacting them and how it's just again like a clear-cut sign of how they're relating to themselves, how they treat themselves on a moment-to-moment basis, because it is about moment to moment. You know, it could change at any time. Um, I work at events with folks who are learning yoga or breath work for the first time, and they assume that they're gonna suck right away, if as, as if that was even possible. <laughs> the truth is, is that you can't suck at yoga. You can't suck at breath work. And even just the sheer presumption that you're going to get it wrong right away, even though that's not possible, says a lot about how you see yourself. And it's important to, you know, get honest about how that is and how you see yourself so that you can see where you're really holding yourself back from Asking for what you want for what you deserve out of life out of your relationships out of your friendships Out of your job of your career and and from yourself you know so today we're going to chat on a few ways and how you can build a better relationship to yourself and to your body into your past into everything that goes into the way that you relate to yourself so first and foremost i want to introduce to you the sanskrit term darshana and darshana means perspective in sanskrit it is the lens through which we see ourselves and that and through which we see the world and over time in our life journey our lens becomes tinted and tainted and scratched and dusty right as our journey evolves and it's important that we use self-reflective practices like yoga, meditation, breath work, somatics, dance, or anything that brings us into our bodies to use those as an opportunity to clear the lens and to become connected to who we are today, because that has changed over time. And We are not the same people that we were yesterday or a week ago or a year or five years or 10 years or whatever, or who we were when we were kids. We're not those same people. We have evolved. We have changed. We have been through it and we have become stronger. We have become wiser, smarter, more resilient, and so... In the path of Tantra, and Darshana, it is essential that we see ourselves today as perfect and whole beings, right? No matter what. And that's not to say that we don't take responsibility for our actions because we have to. But we don't get stuck in that place of utter shaming and guilting and shitting on ourselves. We are growing. It is hard. It is challenging. It can be confusing at times. But we are trying. And when we are trying and when we are connected to the truth and the love and committed to having peace in our hearts and when we act with integrity we are doing our best and that is perfect right that has to be enough if it is not enough for us nothing we do will ever be enough and nothing anybody else does will ever be enough for us I want to make that really clear we are trying and that is beautiful okay so baseline before we get into any sort of steps or anything but this this isn't a linear path i want to zone in on that on that darshana of, of seeing ourselves as perfect and whole beings i study tantra because it is a path of liberation and self-empowerment it is a path that assists us in freeing ourselves from everything that keeps us from believing that we deserve to feel happy and peaceful and that we deserve love and abundance and to go for our goals and to make our dreams come true because of something that we've done in the past or something we've said that maybe we wish we wouldn't have. So this is a reminder that as we grow, we will we will falter, we will fall, we'll make mistakes. But if we are willing to stand up in humility, and have the courage to say, if I could do that again, I would do it differently. I would do it with more love in my heart, but then not stay in that place of just being totally frustrated with ourselves to the point of no return, right? That kind of spiral where we're just self-guilting ourselves over and over again. If we can get out of that place we can be free if we can really honor ourselves like we would honor a young child who messed up or did something wrong and we teach them the lesson you say okay hey that's you know we can do that better next time we can do that with more love or more mindfulness or more awareness more consciousness of others of their feelings or more consciousness of ourselves and our own feelings. Or the way we speak to ourselves matters it affects us it affects everything if we are capable of doing that and learning how to detach from the mistakes that we've made or we could even call them just lessons that we've learned right this is a much more positive way of seeing our past instead of mistakes instead of fuck ups lessons we become wiser we grow if we can do that we can we can experience more peace in our lives so being in a loving and trusting tender relationships relationship with ourselves is insanely important for everything that we do It will affect us. I work with clients of mine who are entrepreneurs who are looking to build their new business and who are ready to share their gifts with the world but they don't believe that they can. They put themselves in boxes of procrastinators, of people with anxiety who become overwhelmed and they're constantly limiting themselves based on old stories that they have of who they were in the past. So a lot of the work that we do is getting in there and clearing out that space and being open-minded, just open-minded enough to see that we, we have changed and if we want something, then we will take our time with it, that we will be present with it, and that we will believe, do the work that we need to, to believe that we are worthy of having it. So just a couple of main points on how to build a better relationship with yourself. First and foremost is that change Change your perspective. Change your view, your daishana. Clean your lens of who you are. See yourself for the powerful human that you are today. That is your baseline. With that baseline, new build. Stop negative self-talk now. Like Stop it now. When you hear it coming up, that is the voice of... The ego okay that is not the voice of your heart that is not a voice of love you do not deserve to be bullied by your inner bully or your ego if you will stop the negative self-talk now hey okay? stop Feeling as if you don't deserve to take up space, right? Shutting down your voice, playing small, feeling as if you should be anyone or anywhere other than who and where you are today. And this is really big too for body image. Because um, m- many of you know my story. I struggled for a very long time with disordered eating and body dysmorphia. And I'd be lying if I said that that voice doesn't creep in every once in a while. But after time, over time, I have been able to control it and connect with it and change the narrative shift the story on the spot. But what I hear a lot and I see a lot of this too like on on Facebook, I'm friends with a lot of people from you know my hometown and people I went to high school with and I see a lot of um, looking back and you know people posting pictures from 2010. So like twelve years ago when we graduated, going, oh my, I bring me that body back. Like, I need my old body back. I need to get skinny again. And I want to scream when I see this because I want. And some so many of these people are female, right? And, and the majority of them are all female and and mothers. And I want to scream. And I just want to say, okay, first of all, like, we're not 18 anymore, okay? 18-year-old bodies are crazy, crazy healthy for the most part. (laughs) And look at where you are today. Like, as a parent, as a mother, if you have birthed a child, multiple children, that is Way cooler than being a scrawny 18-year-old kid, in in my personal opinion. But we are so quick to speak negatively to and about ourselves that we don't even consider that part, right? We don't even look at ourselves and our bodies with gratitude like and we don't have to be mothers to feel this way but i i am encouraging all the mamas out there to please look at your body as the most miraculous machine that ever existed on the planet you create life you held babies in your body for over nine months or maybe less maybe more depending on who you are but I mean, and in right, we don't have to be parents to look at our to look at our bodies with gratitude. We have walked this earth for however long, and our bodies have been injured, they've been bruised, they've been sick, they've been hurt, they've been scraped and scratched and ripped open and sewed back up. And they breathe over and over again, and they beat over and over again, and they sweat, and they detox, and they heal themselves over and over and over and over again. And they deserve to be seen and recognized as how truly incredible they are. These vessels that house our hearts and our spirits, they are the most miraculous machines that ever walked this earth. And so with that, it's it's important to note where self talk, negative self talk, hides itself and disguises itself in other ways of speaking. So like, shoulds. You probably heard the phrase, "Don't should on me" or "I shouldn't should on myself." It's like shitting on yourself. You know? L- looking back to see where you should be oh i or if you're starting let's say for example a health journey or you've been on a health journey for a while and maybe you're not seeing the results that you anticipated or expected that you would see and telling yourself that you should be there by now or you should have lost that weight by now or um you know as an entrepreneur it's like well i should have you know five to ten clients a month by now i should be running retreats by now i should be creating content that sells programs by now yada 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 or if you you know and this applies to anyone in any position if you're thinking that you should be somewhere other than you are right now you're hurting yourself that's not to say that you can't have goals and that you would like to be at a specific place at a certain time in your life, but expectations can be harmful sometimes to ourselves. Having goals are is great, and having the patience and the commitment and the willpower to stay the path with those goals is way more important than making those goals a reality in too short of a time, if that makes sense. So like skipping the steps that you need to take to have a strong foundation in what it is that you want to create. So give up all of your shoulds now. Next, I'll ask you to explore and experiment what works for you today. What works for you today? Um, What brings you happiness? What brings you peace? What brings you stillness? It's more than likely different from what it was before. You know what it's been in the past, and even just thinking back over the past two years, since you know the coronavirus came into our lives, we our things have changed. What makes us happy, what motivates us, is different today than it was two and a half years ago. Also, so many of us have had COVID, and that's changed our bodies forever. It's um, not to say that they can't be healthy again or anymore or that they're worse or they're weaker. They're just different. And so are we. We've been affected deeply by the past two years. Not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, energetically, spiritually. You know, and I want to go back to, well, you know, in the same bucket here, but back to shoulds and spirituality. Uh, So many of us are on the spiritual path uh, looking to heal ourselves, looking to improve our relationship with ourselves and just be a more conscious, mindful, and connected human being to live through love and to live in peace. And it is... Honestly, as a spiritual person, easy to should on ourselves in this space too. Oh, like, you know, I you know, I meditate every day, I do breath work every day, I practice yoga every day. I should have gotten it by now, right? I should not be making mistakes or I should have get it right every time I should be you know present at all times of the day I shouldn't have anxiety I shouldn't be depressed it's not true we're human beings having a spiritual experience we were put on earth to learn and to pave the way to unconditional love for ourselves and for others by seeing that we're human and accepting ourselves as human beings in all of our flaws <laughs> because we are we 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 do have flaws but that makes us who we are we're beautiful we're a beautiful mess sometimes and um, and we need to forgive ourselves that's another one as well we need to forgive ourselves for who we've been where we've been the things that we've said or done when we were not acting out of love and the and when we were not who who for who we were when we when we didn't know better now we know better again We're not going to get it right every time. We're not perfect. But when we know better, we do better. That's something that Maya Angelou said, and it is one of my greatest mantras. And self-forgiveness is huge, right? When we, again, going back to that non-attachment, detaching from the spiral, the negative self-talk, That takes us all the way down into the pits of darkness where we hit rock bottom because we were just unwilling to forgive ourselves and to move on. So build a better relationship with yourself by exploring and experimenting with what works for you today, what brings you happiness, what works when you are... Going down on that spiral and just being totally outrageously rude and hateful to yourself. What works? One thing I've adopted in probably, I guess, the past two years or so is having a rage ritual. (laughs) So anger is one of those emotions that has been ostracized and shamed by our society for so long Um, and it is an emotion that needs to be cared for in Tantra we see that no part of ourselves deserves to be shunned or shamed or ostracized so All of us is welcome in Tantra, including our rage. And it's important that we see that it is a sign when we are angry that there's something to be addressed there. And the underlying root of that emotion is somewhere along the lines We didn't give ourselves what we needed or we weren't given what we needed we weren't seen or heard or whatever the case might be maybe we felt feel misunderstood or again unworthy of whatever it is so we lash out but having a rage ritual is a really important part of this practice to self liberation so what i like to do is and it's necessary to create a safe container for yourself to get angry <laughs> and you know ideally you could do this alone or if you have a friend or a partner who is willing to explore this with you and you feel safe exploring around you can invite them along but basically it's creating a safe space for yourself maybe closing the door and i like to put on 2000's punk screamo music like the used system of a down Uh, taking Back Sunday, My Chemical Romance, any anybody that was you know screaming <laughs> back in those days, and I will do some headbanging. I really love that. Um, just close the door, put on my headphones. If you know my partner's around and we're not exploring that together, um, do some headbanging if you're alone and we're in a safe space you can put your head in a pillow and you can scream you can roar you can growl you can cry and allow yourself to really feel that emotion um, so that you can let it move up and out of you uh, see so that only for the reason not to say that You know, anger anger is bad, but so that you can be at peace. And that's what it's all about, is to give yourself that opportunity to feel peaceful and to feel cleansed and cleared. And we're holding so much anger towards ourselves and resentment for things we've done in the past. And we hold it also against, you know, so many people in our lives until we start forgiving and releasing and the the thing is is we can't be mad at ourselves for being mad at ourselves you you can see how this would be a cycle of like you know that's why we have to give up the shoulds because if i'm like okay well i shouldn't have been angry about that thing or i should have been you doing this rage ritual for a long time None of that, like again, when we know better, we do better. Um, when we're holding on to anger and resentment, um, we hold it in our bodies and we can become unhealthy when that happens we become, you know, anxious energetically our bodies tighten up our nervous system is impacted uh, we may become bloated uh, unnecessarily you know um and i'll note because bloating is a part of the a part of our process especially as women when we go through our cycles Our 28 day cycles we tend to experience a week or two of bloat and I just am going to speak on this right here right now while we're here there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing to be changed about that that is the way that our body functions and it's beautiful this is another way that you can build a better relationship with yourself and with your body by seeing how it works through cycles um, in our twenty-eight day cycle, we have basically four weeks in four seasons. We have a like a fall and a winter season, which is when we start our premenstrual cycle, and we have those symptoms of bloat, of a little sadness, of maybe even getting depressed, of low energy, of fatigue. Um, maybe we get the. PMS munchies. <laughs> and then we have our bleeding phase, which is like our winter phase, uh, where we're shedding and releasing. And that sort of transitions into our, our spring phase. And so we've cleared space. And as we you know move into the last few days of our bleeding, We start to move into our spring phase where our energy picks back up a little bit. Um, Maybe the bloat goes away. We have uh, feeling a little more inspired or motivated. And then we have our summer phase, which is when life happens. It's our fertile phase when we are feeling ready to act and we've got energy, we are inspired we are ready. This is a great time to take care of tasks and handle things that we need to handle that require focus and attention. And this is a really powerful way that I personally have been building a better relationship with myself over the past few months is not getting these fall and winter phases of my cycle confused with A depression that just won't go away. We work in cycles. That's just how it goes. When we are aware of this, we can manage these cycles much better. We can change our schedules and our calendars to serve us. Maybe not fully, but for example, during our PMS and our bleeding weeks, it's nice to take time off if we can from work, but more so for, from things that use a lot of our energy up. So social interaction, going out, clubbing, dancing, partying, those kinds of things. And this is different for everybody, but this is just here to empower you with suggestions and with options so if this is resonating with you maybe you give it a try and then you know schedule things like big projects or launches um, big tasks that you need to accomplish for those weeks when you're more in your spring and summer phase when you're a little more energized and motivated and so this is a very um small peek into what cyclical living looks like uh, it's brought me a lot of peace on my journey and also it makes everything so much more manageable like emotionally and energetically uh, if you have more questions about that feel free to reach out to me and we can talk a little bit more so I hope this has given you some good ideas on how to take better care of yourself and why it's important. I mean, it should go without saying. But again, the way that we see ourselves, our perspective, our darshana of who we are today affects everything. The way that we see our growth, the way that we believe in what we're capable of, the way we treat others, um, the way we speak about others. You know, if we're in a healthy and loving relationship with ourselves, we're not shit-talking other people. We're not gossiping. We don't give a fuck about what other people are doing in terms of like, who do they think they are? It's rather being inspired by other people or even being inspired by by ourselves when we can practice gratitude for who we are today for where we've been and see it all again as lessons learned over time that's when real growth happens when we look back through that lens of gratitude And the number one way to start building a better relationship with yourself is to be present. So start tuning in. Notice how you're showing up. Notice how you're speaking to yourself. The way that you move, the way that you take up space, the way that you chat about yourself or others, or you speak to others, and become present with what's really going on within, and how your relationship to yourself is affecting that. Don't judge yourself. Whatever you find is there. Acknowledge it and work with it. You deserve to work with it. Be patient, be loving, be honest, be kind. And give yourself time on this journey. Most of us are living in patterns. And we've been conditioning ourselves to believe ourselves to be a certain way our whole lives and it takes time to break through those thought patterns and to discover the roots it takes practice lots and lots of practice probably a lifelong practice (laughs) but be patient know that you are supported know that you are loved and that you are an incredible human being You wouldn't be here if you weren't strong enough to be. And if you didn't deserve to live a life of love and happiness and peace. And if you are looking for extra support on this journey and would like to explore working together with me one-on-one, head to the link in the show notes where you can schedule a time for us to chat and we can see how I can support you and remind you daily of how truly beautiful and smart and capable you are. And with that being said, if this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear about it. Feel free to send me a message on Instagram or an email. I'll put my contact links in the show notes as well. Um, Let me know if this landed, if you have anything you want to add or share about your personal journey. I love to hear from you. Let me know. And as always, it is an honor to share this space with you. And I am so very grateful for your presence and your attention. I'm sending you all of my love and gratitude, blessings, and namaste.